Did you miss us? And before I answer that question, the answer is yes. What's up? <laughs> it's the Random Fandom with these two Brandons, and we're here for the 72nd time back with you in this month of April. So much good stuff happening this month of April. I don't know. Maybe. Well, and a lot happened in this last month of, of March as well that we like need to what? catch up on. Oh, like? Well, we've got a few reviews that we need to cover today. First and foremost, and probably longest review, is Us, the Jordan Peele movie. And we're going to talk about Umbrella Academy only like two months after it has. Yeah, but we give people time to finish. Yes, that's including true. Including us. It, oh, good pun, I and, guess. Oh, and then. Yeah, uh, we want to talk about this awesome little anthological anthology. I don't, is that I don't like know. I don't a know. A study what... of anthologies. Anthological. Yes. It's not. It's uh, Love, Death, and Robots. What a cool little gem that just really came out of nowhere. And we want to just discuss and share some of our uh, our thoughts about that. But like I was saying, this month of April is bringing us so much good stuff. We're just weeks away from Endgame. We, at the time of this recording, are literally five days away from the last season of Game of Thrones starting. Can't wait. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some big talking points coming up. Before we get into all that we just told you about, we do want to take a moment to uh, let you know who's making today's episode of the Random Fandom with Brandon Brandon (laughs) possible. Here it is. Give a listen. Hi, it's me, Ted Danson. And I got to tell you, I love dancing. Have you ever wanted to be able to dance like me? Well, now you can, because I just opened up my own dance academy. Not only will you dance like me, you'll dance with me. So you're going to be dancing like dancing with dancing, because I will be on the floor teaching every single class. We're going to have special musical guests like Danzig, so you can dance like dancing to the tunes of Danzig. Other guests scheduled to appear are Hanson and Marilyn Manson. Now guys, obviously I'm a great Hollywood actor, so much so that I sound just like this guy Brandon on this podcast. But it's not Brandon, it's me, Ted Danson, doing Brandon's voice. So imagine what I can do for voice acting, but on the dance floor. That's why, on a scale of one to five stars, my new dance academy is averaging 10 star reviews. It gets 10 stars, that's why it's Ted Danson's 10 star Dancing Dance Academy. If you want to get your schedule, check out pricing, and all your other information, I need you to go to the website, Ted Danson's 10 Star Dancing Academy.com. Put on your dancing shoes, and I'll see you soon. Cheers was a show I used to be on. It's a good place for dancing. Other puns? Well, you gotta come check them out at the 10 Star Dancing Dance Academy with me, Ted Danson. See you soon. I feel like it's been a while since we've officially done this. Do you mind? Doing what? Let's say that right now we're bringing you our topic of the week. Yeah. So we're finally getting the second Jordan Peele movie, just simply titled Us. Yeah, most of you have probably seen it by now, I would imagine. Uh, I had to see it twice because it was... It's confusing. A, well, it's it's like his first movie where it's like nothing you've really ever seen before, which I think is, is is awesome because that means every time we see a Jordan Peele movie, we know to expect the unexpected. I was thinking the same which thing. Which is kind of cool. Yeah. And there was a lot of unexpected stuff happening in this movie. 
Uh, we're going to get into some spoilers. Most of you have seen it by mm-hmm. now, so if you uh, if you're not wanting to know just yet, skip ahead. But uh, I don't feel like there's a whole lot to spoil. I think there is. I mean, this I whole movie is 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 about spoiling. I mean, the whole movie is, is a twist at the end. I mean, that's like the whole thing was leading to this. All right, let's work big picture down to like more finite details. Okay. My big picture takeaway, having seen it twice, mm-hmm. I didn't like it. I didn't dislike it. I was just like, okay. It does kind of leave you with this feeling of like, you're like I, I don't know how I feel yeah, I after was just I like, see that. I felt almost indifferent and almost mm-hmm. felt like not in a negative way. What was the point? Like, it just felt like a really long, drawn out, short story that was made into a two-hour stretch. Have you noticed That's interesting. Some... I could see that. It's almost... I mean, it's very similar to, like, a Twilight Zone. Oh, of course, and then... Which he is... Yeah. yeah which he so happens to be taking over, a new Twilight Zone. The ambiance feels eerily similar. But it does feel like it... You're right, it, that it it could have been a half-hour-long Just a little short episode. story. It almost feels like it could be part of an anthology. Yeah, and... I don't know. A lot of details to sort out, which we'll get into, but I just I just don't know how so, I felt about this movie. So do you let's let's dig down there because do you feel that way because there was something that didn't connect to you? Do you feel like it wasn't a good story? Do you feel like it wasn't directed well? I'm wondering what it is that makes you feel like that you're just I not really payoff, happy with it or the that payoff maybe- at the end. Like because it was a long like ninety minute leading to the payoff and why these clones, doppelgangers, underground dwellers came up to the surface. And I was just like, wait, that's the big plan. That's the big reveal. Like, I liked the movie and I liked its flow and its feel for the most part, but it just, this payoff was not satisfying to me. Okay. And the, the music, I know that's more of like an, or a finite detail, but the music really seemed to counteract a lot of the movie to me. Like that long, drawn-out sequence at the end with the music playing is like it was almost like t- trying to be too artsy for me. What do you? How did you feel about? Did you feel the same way about the music that was kind of reminiscent of pop culture that was used almost as a way of lightening the mood sometimes during? See, I thought that was another detraction. So okay, what's interesting is that the two things that you've mentioned about the movie that you don't like are the things that I like. That weird chanting with like the the kids at the beginning, and they mm-hmm. do it again like midway through. It just really was that distracting. That's weird, but yeah, there are certain situations. So first of all, to touch on the ending, mm-hmm. um, I I thought I liked the ending. It, it was one of those endings that I sort of, I sort of kind of knew a piece of it in my head pretty yeah. early on, and I thought, oh, I bet that this person is that person, and I kind of just had that feeling which ended up being true, but there was more to the twist at the end that I didn't expect. And so it was still a pleasant surprise seeing it all. I also liked how Jordan Peele, and he did this in his previous movie, how he kind of sprinkles humor throughout kind of this mindfuck of a movie. And through, especially through bloody and violent times that might normally make the viewer feel uncomfortable. But when you have something like, you know, fuck the police, playing over see i hated that part but i I, I get i get that i see i liked it because it i hated it it added um a bit of lightheartedness to something that would normally make me feel kind of anxious or afraid or or something like that and so i appreciated that he could he always kind of wanted to keep the viewer a little bit level where he didn't bring him too far one way or the other 
And that I, speaks to kind of his, I don't know if you could call it like a signature so far through two movies, but mm-hmm. you know, a little bit of humor. He doesn't fully commit. This is, you know, a, a mystery. I think that's like the best descriptor. Both movies are like mysteries with horror elements that dip into horror, but then pull back with some comedy, then humor, then like black uh, comedy, you mm-hmm. know, like scenes of extreme violence, but like lightheartedness right afterwards. Right. In this particular instance, I thought it worked well in Get Out. I did not think it worked well in this film for the tone that it had already set. I've, I think uh, we tried to really save this discussion for now, but I remember just talking to you uh, last week after we saw it, you know, just as we're riding home or whatever. And I just said the humor seemed to really undercut the tone. Like when the the tunnel versions of themselves comes up and she speaks in those weird hollowed tones and, you know, tells them about... Like those grunts that they did, the kind of grunts. Right, but when specifically the um, the main character's doppelganger, or they called her Red. It, not oh, ad- speaks in that like really kind yeah, of like, almost broken English. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. And then like weird, like like she's holding in her breath and she talks about eating rabbits bloody and raw and speaks in like with these weird mysteries. And then, then the dad's like, uh, excuse me, you know, and just like, what? No, it just was like such a shifter. And then like when they're like, fearing for their life they're joking about no one wants the boat i'm just like ah, it just didn't yeah. work for me and uh, the also, humor was funny it just seemed very out of place and like i said undercut like they're starting to like really starting to make you afraid and then we're going to tell a joke about boats and so it's just like that's coming from somebody that likes oh, a I'm, scary movie to be as scary as it can be because you like horror I, movies and i like comedy and, but you know like right but just you like, don't like them together necessarily it, it, well th- there's other movies where it's blended masterfully like the last movie and like like tucker but and, i don't think the last movie was very horror movie and when it comes to tucker and dale versus evil which you were about to to mention i think it's a comedy that makes I think, fun of horror yes actually, yeah. it's a comedy that makes fun never, of horror it, and any actual gore or horror is there for the comedic purpose in this case i don't know i i See, me personally, I don't really like horror movies, and I don't like sitting there feeling anxious, feeling scared, or if that is a situation, I, I, my mind, maybe it's a defense mechanism, but my mind purposely takes me out of it, Sure. and I start to recognize how cheesy something might be, well, sure. or how stupid somebody is for going that way instead of this way, and... And, and, and so my mind does that in a, in a horror movie, which maybe is one of the reasons I don't like them. But in this case, I didn't have to do that. My defense mechanism didn't have to kick on because it, it was always made a step lighter because of the directing and because of the music. And I, I just personally, I like that style. Cool. Um, the performance, I thought uh, Lupita Nyong'o's, I don't know if I'm saying that right. <laughs> How would you say that? I don't know. We're, uh, we're looking- it's Lupita Nyong'o. Nyong Oh. Yeah. Do you know they make organic spaghettios by the way now? Um they really do. I saw some the other <laughs> do day. They really? Yeah. So it's stupid. Like, it's like if you're eating spaghettios, do you really care? Do you, yeah. If you're do you really care if it's organic? What the fuck difference does it make? Do you think at mom that point you're like is like, nope, I would never feed my cu- child my child organic spaghettios. spaghettios. I'm sorry. If, if if a mother is feeding her child spaghettios, or if you are a single male, which is also likely, buying spaghettios. <laughs> You really don't care if it's yeah, organic what or not. Does it make? You don't care what you're putting in your body. Sidebar. Uh, yeah, I thought she was great as both. You know what? Props to all the people in this movie. It was. It, I think they were all great. Yeah, whether think, they were just a solo the character or the ki- yes, 
that the kids props, props did to that because very you know, typically well. kid actors are a source of yeah. uh, a little iffiness on shaky ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, the young man who played uh, Jason, the, the son, he was great. Um, he did a really good job of showing that he was not fully engaged by like maybe the most socialist of norms. Like he sees the mm-hmm. world maybe a little di- bit differently. Uh, but then also he's super smart and he's really picking up. He's the only one that really seems to be going on, knowing what's going on. If you remember, they're like, what are they? And he's like, they're us. Yeah. I did like the lines, especially because they reve- once the reveal comes and the explanation uh, comes at the end of the movie as to who these doppelgangers, for lack of a better term, really are. The tethers. Or the, the tethered. Yeah. Or um, the tethered, yeah. She's like, what are you? And she's like, we're Americans. And she just like, gives her that creepy smile. I thought, I uh, thought that was a weird answer, actually. I remember going... That doesn't make sense. But it, like, it kind I mean, of does. Like, yeah. It wasn't a matter of us asking which country you were born in. It was more like going, how is it possible that you are here? That I'm seeing myself, but <laughs> yeah. a fucked up version of myself. Um, yeah. The story, the story had problems. No lie. The people on the surface, they're mimicked or they're mimed by the people underneath. And they demonstrated a few times. Like, Yeah, there were, so some, they were, there were some plot holes here. Yes. yes. I know what you're getting at. And what was their purpose at the end just to come up and hold hands well to to escape and to show the world that they were there yes i mean she says it she specifically says it and she said i couldn't like i'm paraphrasing here but not too loosely we didn't want to come up here to kill you because i want you to see this because without you this wouldn't be possible but then what was the point she said she wanted to make her suffer oh but they just want to like terrorize them yeah because everyone else was getting stabbed left and right and when it came to her she wanted I mean, okay, if you, once again, this is sort of a spoiler, but in the end, the main character, um, uh, Adelaide, right? Yeah, Addie. The main character, Addie, is literally the cause of all of this. But she was only a little nine-year-old girl. and that's... doesn't matter. But she was, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. just to finish the point, no, she you're was right. the cause of it. And she caused the other girl, the, the doppelganger, Red, mm-hmm. she caused her, or she was the the reason that Red was down in that basement area underground being the underground doppelganger and having a shit life, right? Right, that so she was had less like nine human. years of a, a decent life and then it got switched up on her. That's and why she was, was the only one able to actually speak exactly. from the little English she probably remembers. And that was, that's why she was the only one that could lead them out because A, she knew the way. Yeah. B, she knew what it was like up there. And so, so she was... I mean, that's the whole thing is, is she was leading all of them down there, rising them up to say, hey, we are here. We are human beings just like you. And she says that. And then she wants to make her doppelganger, Ad- Addie, suffer because... Like she had been suffering for how many yeah, over the years because yeah. she got switched out. And that, so she walk. literally, that's why she was like, I'm going to chain you to the table. We're going to make you suffer as you watch your family die. That was kind of the point. Okay. Well, that... That actually but family explains fought, it. Fought back, which the way is you explained awesome. to me explains it better than the movie did personally, even yeah. after two uh, viewings. Ah. And that once again, that's my no, that, perspective. That's, that that's seems... the way I I read the movie when I read. You know what I mean? That's the way I that's um, your read understood. On it. Yeah. Yes, that's that the seems way logical. I read on it. And they were inconsistent with explaining where. Well, they didn't explain where the doppelgangers came from. Are they clones? No. And they or didn't they... explain how they're tethered. 
at yes, all. Because there's a belief that two bodies can occupy one soul. So whatever one body does up top affects what happens down below. But because they were abandoned for whatever reason they didn't describe, because it was the Reagan They era, said it didn't work. They did, it didn't work. They sure. said sim- simply that it, they wanted to use it to control people on the surface, but it didn't but work. But at what point... Did, so here's what I don't understand. This is getting super into the weeds and like almost a little too finite, but it's something I just was like scratching my head around and I scratching my head around. Yeah, I, I get Wrapping you. my head around, scratching my head combined and i just couldn't let it go you know even after seeing it the second time so the other family across the lake you know the the, the white family there's the black family there's the white family um they have 16 year old girls mm-hmm. right the 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 black family i can't remember their names um have like the wilsons sure they have like the nine-year-old and like the 14 year old uh, boy and girl sure at what point do they stop making clones down there because they said we were abandoned? So why is there still a nine-year-old clone like that? That didn't ex- it make sense. But then there's like a, that old beach bum. He has a clone that yeah. ends up joining hands on the beach. I'm like, what? It just that, I didn't. So understand that's a that. good question. Like, when did they abandon them? And then why would there still be kid versions of them? So so that's a good question. So because they, just they never they never answered how they were created in the first place. No, they didn't. Just so the government. In, unless they created a system in which once one person is born. There's automatically a doppelganger yeah. born, which in that case, even if abandoned, they could still that could still be happening. Um, the thing I that, just feel like they it's not that they didn't explain it. They it was just kind of like an oversight or just like, oh, yeah, just. Well, I don't think they needed to explain it, you know. Yeah. And and I don't know if they plan to do anything more with this us story. I wouldn't. Maybe the so. us sequel is like them. Yeah. Thank you. But um, but if they do, they can dive into that more. But the thing that got me on the same tethering thing was how occasionally a tether is very connected via movement and all of that. Right. I mean, and then other the little boy uses not. that to an example. Yeah, but there's right. there's seems to be no consistency with that. So the little boy can almost control the other little boy. Um, yet it's not like it's not like Red could control Addy or vice versa. Yeah. Yeah, but when they were before they had come out to the surface, they kind of did. Right. So I I'm not really sure what turns it on and what turns it off. They were a little loose with how those. does how does one doppelganger kill another of their own if they only mimic movement? You see, I don't know. Yeah, and uh, it got it got me down a little a few different kind of rabbit holes. Um, yeah, I, I liked. Positively, I liked um, the performances. Like I said, were all great. I liked that basically every character played two roles, even if it was just yeah, you know, I just being too. in a red jumpsuit. I don't understand where all the red jumpsuits and scissors and fingerless gloves came from, but sure, maybe they had a surplus in the tunnels. Um, <laughs> from the time that the opening scroll comes on to the very last scene, everything they show that you see that you hear has a purpose is intentional sure, whether I, yep. it's like the little decals they show when the family's driving to the the coast it's their stick figure family but they're holding hands or the movies like when the um they're showing the hands across america commercial from like back yep. in the old wicker cabinet at the beach house they even show two movies chud and goonies both of which were 80s movies i'm sure jordan peele likes those movies but they're about people underground mm-hmm. you know or chud cannibalistic human underground dwellers i'll have you know <laughs> love that old movie uh was these mutinoid, humanoid mutants coming up. And in Goonies, if you remember, they finished the movie down yeah. in the sewers with One-Eyed Willie. So I thought like every little thing, even the details, they, they didn't explain the 11-11 thing. 
They never did. I guess you're just le- left to go. 11-11? Yeah, remember Jeremiah 11-11, and then remember when the TV flips on the oh, scores? Oh, they didn't explain it, but if you were to open you, a Bible and look at Jeremiah 11 So I actually did. I did, too. I think I actually, he wanted people to I can't remember what it was. That. but it, It's something about, like, a plague will come across mankind. The Lord will say, I will leave you on your yeah. own, for I do not know you. And Basically saying, hey, you guys are screwed. And 11-11 are two doppelgangers. Ah, They're good, two of the same. Good call. Which now, I liked that. So p- praise for that, like every little thing, like the magic trick or the car door, the little toy car getting stuck in the door and all these little things that serve a purpose later, whether it's five minutes later or like an hour later. I but do like I Everything do like that. was that structured very well. That is the way Jordan well. Peele writes and directs, which I appreciate. Yes. It did feel similar to his previous offering, Get Out, that it happens basically in the course of one night and then there's a resolution the next day. It just seems a little like very too similar. Get Out was more than one night though. They were there I, a few nights. I don't remember it that way. I'll have to go back and look. Was it? It just I, seems like a very isolated were, story, and it's someone's like beach house, kind of, sort of, or like vacation yeah. house, or like, yeah. Um, I get that. I like that it was in Santa Cruz, because it was clearly filmed on location there, at least the parts that I think that were. It was a little too simple that, oh, there's just this connective tunnel right here uh, in this Merlin's beach house. I'm like... There's got to be an entrance... Somewhere. Somewhere. I guess. Might as well be. Um why did it take someone so long to actually just go rogue and just come up to the surface? Because the other little girl came down to the surface. Someone so, in the course of history throughout America yeah. must have gotten close to the I don't convergence that, point That was another one then. of those things that I thought to myself, if it's literally just an escalator, anybody could go up there. But But here's the reason in my head that I'm starting to kind of consider is that she was only able to go up there because her surface doppelganger was going into the house. And I agree. And, and so that's they, fine. So, so she was almost duplicating what her doppelganger was doing. It was like magnetic. Literally meeting at that door. But I'm just saying, somewhere along all the tunnels and abandoned subways and all this throughout America, someone surely must have done that before. Well, and that's another thing, is we don't know how big this goes. Was it just a test there? Or and, but was it, this but global, it sure looked or was like, this just across America? But, well, they showed the... Um, they showed like through the forests, people holding hands, right? Yeah. So it looks like it's long. So how many underground dwellings were there? And Maybe was we're it, just or is it one big one? It said thousands of tunnels and abandoned subway systems and this and that. So maybe Never. we're just not supposed to know. Yeah. Anyway. All in all, as we're kind of winding down on this, I liked it. I didn't like it. I don't know if I liked it. <laughs> like, I, I'm still just like, you're just, what, what was the you point? You have such mixed feelings. The payoff was just not there for me. And you're, like, I, you're like, I love you, but I'm not in love with you. Yeah. The, the payoff just didn't justify the length of the movie. Really, the whole backstory just wasn't worth the payoff. It was just very average okay. so view for me. Give it, if you were to give it a number. It's like a, a C, like a okay. six and a half, ten kind of average. I, I think that this movie is one that, I'm not going to sit there and talk about it all the time. I'm not going to talk about how cool it was. I'm not going to go tell everybody else that they should go see it. And I'm probably not going to really remember it very long after no. I see it. So it's not going to totally stick with me. I feel like Get Out stuck with me a little bit more, for example. Sure. But in the end, I really did like it, and I enjoyed it, and I thought it was a good story, and I thought it was good acting, and I thought it was good directing. So all of that being said, I think it's somewhere like B, B+. Plus. Right on. That's yeah, it, it was a well-made film. Um, hopefully you got a chance to see it. What do you think? Make sure you let us know. <laughs> we'll let you know. What? 
I don't know. <laughs> Does not make any sense? What do we want to talk about next? Let's talk about Umbrella Academy. Yes, yeah, so let's switch so to gonna, TV. Yeah. I yep, gotcha. That's what, okay. That's that, what we're doing. Yep. What do you get when you mix My Chemical Romance and a pseudo tribute to the X-Men slash Runaways? Umbrella Academy. Yeah. Uh, a couple months after it's uh, originally came out, we're all caught up on it. We're going to talk about it. Give me a number. Do you want to do spoilers? Oh, 100%, yeah. All right. Well, yeah. so if you had to skip the Us one, and then you're like, great, I want to hear about <laughs> Umbrella Academy, but you're like, no, I haven't finished it. Well, keep skipping forward. Because we're going to talk maybe 10 or 15 minutes yeah, seems right. on Umbrella Academy. Let's go for it. I really like this show. Yep. I remember tra- talking with you and a mutual friend and like, oh my gosh, how, did the, how do you like this? What about this episode? And I was so on fire with it at start. Like I was going to knock it out in like a week. And then by the end, I was just glad to be done with it. I don't know when or where per se. It just felt like somewhere it lost its steam. And it lost its identity that it almost had set up in the prior episodes. And by mm-hmm. the finish, the finale, I was like, "Yeah, later." I, okay. I, I don't even like. I don't even I, care about a second season based on how the first season ended. I didn't feel that at all because I was pretty. I was pretty into it the entire time. Like, never was I like, "Oh my god, I, this is so good." It wasn't like you know Game of Thrones or Breaking Bad. It's where you just can't wait to see the next episode. I didn't feel that at all, but I did feel like it was good enough and the story was good enough and the, and the characters were good enough to whereas I wanted to see what happened, but I wasn't like super invested. So it was kind of like just this mediocre desire the entire way through for me. But unlike you, the ending, I actually liked. And I, I mean, I liked it. If I if I knew that it was going to set up for season two, then I would have been happy with it. But I didn't expect it. I expected it to wrap up the story. Well, see, I did too. And that's and so one of the complaints. That was I was I disappointed with. Yeah. So I mean, I know that we're jumping right to the ending, but it left it completely open for more. Well, because and what I really do you do? Thought, Sorry, I cut you off. No, no. But I really thought that it was wrapping up. Yes. And, and then to go there so nope. close. And then not wrap it up. I was like, okay. I it blue balled even, us a little bit, dude. It, it, it took it us did. like right to the I point of like. I didn't even know that that was going to happen. I kind of, for some reason in my head, thought that this whole season was going to be like a cutoff. Like, you I know, thought like it was a, a like limited a, series. Like or, a Marvel thing, right? Yeah. Where from beginning to end, there's like heroes and villains and there's challenges and there's a story. And it done by the end of the season and then the next season can have a new villain or something like that and so that's what i was expecting granted you and i both never read the comics nope so we didn't know what to expect from no and that w- that made it i think for an easier view for me um i don't know i just well you mentioned game of thrones you notice one of the game of thrones characters minor as he was was a main character in this uh sam's brother oh yeah uh, one yeah. of the tarleys he's uh luther the big yeah tom hopper yeah um mm-hmm. well character i like the most I, I think you're almost supposed to like him the most was easily um oh boy uh klaus, klaus. the the addict sure and i liked his reasons i thought that you know granted obviously they didn't make that up but it was already you know inked and they just adapted it but i thought they portrayed that well well and he had the most depth he really did and some at of these the guys same were time, he had the really most shallow. personality and at the same time he had the most humor 
Yeah. So he was. He was the character of, I was drawn yeah, to. I totally more than agree. likely by design. Uh, I also thought the guy who was like um, the agent, the male agent, uh, Hazel. Yeah. Who played opposite of Mary J. Blige? Yeah, who, Cameron Cameron Britton was his name. I thought he was great. He was a, he was a bright spot for me. It was funny. I I know Mary J. Blige is doing acting. You know. As her, you know, she's already more than cemented a Hall of Fame singing career. So she's trying other things. But I just, I don't see her as the character she's trying to be. I just go, oh, wait, that Cameron guy, he's from Sonoma County. Big shout out. He was in Mindhunter. He's an Elsie Allen grad. No joke. Um, oh. Remember Mindhunter? No, I do. Yeah. He, he was the big guy, the, the killer and killed no, his I, mom. No, I totally do. Yeah. That's the same dude. And he's know, from Sonoma I, County. The I, I remember watching this for... I knew he looked familiar. I remember I, you know, probably three or four episodes into trying to figure to it out, right? Going, God, he looks familiar. So and we I got a Sonoma County original on a Sonoma County original podcast. How about that? No, look at that. I didn't wow. know he was Elsie Allen. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, but what I was saying about Mary J. Blige, and I know she's trying to be this character in, in that, but I just go, I still see Mary J. Blige. <laughs> just, it doesn't work for me. I so don't know. So you know what's interesting? It's kind of like when I see Ludacris. Sure. I'm but like, here's what's interesting. And, and maybe this is just because of my lack of like pop music knowledge in that in that genre but i didn't know it was mary j blige i did it did How? not because i just didn't i didn't think about it only when like the i think i don't remember how many episodes in but we we noticed like her name on the credit thing and i was like oh my god that's mary j blige and i just didn't click with me at least they didn't do the obvious thing like they do with a lot of uh, people that they're trying to when they're first starting their crossover like give them a song to sing in oh, no. the the role um yeah anyways uh let's see but so okay <sighs> ellen just... page was the big name on this oh yeah she, she was the very first you know on the who title they anchored credits. to yes i thought that her character didn't really give her the ability to be anything likable Right. Which is just her character. And I, that's not necessarily a shot on, on Ellen Page. She's a wonderful actress. But I just felt like she was almost wasted on such a boring character. Very bland. And it was very telegraphed that she was going to become Dark Phoenix, basically. Like, yeah. It was yeah, she very straight up telegraphed. Became, I like how you and I both, after this, we straight up both mentioned, I think it was like around the same time, we were like, yeah, she became Dark Phoenix. Phoenix. <laughs> she became Dark Phoenix. Thank you. Uh, pronunciation. I, I thought Pogo was a, a another bright spot. <laughs> the fully CGI chimp. A monkey butler. is always a bright spot. Yeah. Um, a monkey with a, a British accent. Perfect. And I was like, oh, he's... And granted, it was by design now, I see in retrospect. But after like even the first episode, I was like, oh, he's up to something. But then it turns out he was trying to do something yeah. noble. So I like that. I, I was bummed that he had to go, but so it goes. You know, if that was what was in the comics, so so it goes. Yeah. So did how did you, like, I don't want to go over each character. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think we called out the ones that we really liked. I hated the kid, though. Agent 5 or number 5. I did at first, and then I ended up I being don't okay like when him. someone young tries to play someone old, and they're like... You know, technically, I'm 73. It just it doesn't work for me. It's yeah. just like this is weird. At the same time, though, that that actor, that kid, oh, I thought did he was a awful. Damn good job. I thought he was. Oh, I awful. thought he did a damn good job. Despite he might have been annoying. It? No. So, how did you feel about the pacing of it? Now, one of the things that you were mentioning was that that you were into it and then you lost interest. Was it because of pacing? Was it because of story? It's when they started overly becoming reliant on the time travel. Time travel is such okay. a, like a it's a freebie in any story. Yeah, but it's a get out jail. I didn't think they used jail. it too uh, much here. I didn't like when the the one lady from the agency that I'm now forgetting, mm-hmm. which number five ends up either. getting recruited for. But she, whenever she comes to 
appear, you know, time freezes. It just lost me starting right around then. And then when you realize they're going to have to go to space or wherever they're going next, I'm just like, ugh. So what did you feel about... That's the thing. It's been a while. I I remember more several weeks ago when I finished. So if my details are fuzzy. Sure. How did you feel about that whole idea of an organization that is controlling time and events that happen? Sure, I guess. They never really explain who they are, where they come from. They're just some like... I think that this story was unique in a lot of different ways. I mean, I think it was... What were they called? Like just the agency or something? I don't... Honestly, I don't remember. Yeah, me neither. I think that if you can take a standard, you know, school for gifted mutants type of story... And you can kind of do this contained story of a select group, but add in something like time travel and this organization that controls it all. I think it really opens up the kinds of stories that you can have for these characters. And I really I really think that that was enough for me to make me feel like this is a little bit something different. It wasn't something that I was used to seeing. Even though a lot of the characters weren't that unique, you had a strong guy, you had a guy who was good at fighting, you had a, a woman who could make you know, people do whatever she tells them to. Oh, I heard a rumor. And, uh, you know, and her, basically then her you have Dark gossiping. Yeah, <laughs> basically. So, I mean, there was like nothing too unique about them, and I was kind of disappointed that there was nothing too unique about how all their powers came together to stop a big evil. Yeah. Which that's what, in my opinion, you always kind of want to see in a superhero movie is you want to see all these different superheroes come together and use their unique abilities to stop something. And we didn't get to see that. And maybe that's what all season two is about, but it was disappointing in the first season that we didn't get to see that. But all in all, I, I think, I think the whole Season was good, though the ending, not having a real ending, was pretty disappointing. And that alone knocked it down to Considerably like a for me. mid B. Whereas if it continued at the pace that it was, I would have probably given it like a um, kind of a, a low A. I agree. The pacing and the escalation of things, especially towards the end, led me to believe this was contained. This was going to be a one-season deal. Yeah, I know. I, and I then when they too. just were like, nope, and bad... It's disappointing. Vanya, Phoenix, Gray is out of control, and now we need to time travel, even though we're all technically dead in like two days, and we saw ourselves dead. It just lost me. I, I like When season two comes <laughs> out, I'm going to be like, I okay, just, I'm not so motivated. What's your, uh, hold what's your on, verdict? I'm getting there. <laughs> I want to build it up before I just go, yeah. Again, I, I feel very, a la the last thing we were talking about, us, us. I just feel very like, I don't know. I, I actively dislike the finish so much so that I would just say for me, it is like, just like a really, like a, I would, if I was putting it to numbers, like like the lowest six I can give it. <laughs> so it still will pass because I still liked yeah. more episodes than not. But the season as a whole, just really, they pulled the rug out from under me and just like, it was a, a pretty rough fall. Well, let's continue with television. Yes. Because Love, Death, and Robots, the Netflix original series, the anthology that you were mentioning. Yes. Is available for us all to watch and binge. And I pretty much did just that and I finished it right quick. And, you know, love is appropriate. It was so cool and none of it matters. So it's just like... Anthologies typically don't. What do you mean none of it matters? Just because it, they're... They're just shorts and they're, they're just shorts, not yeah. connected. And there's just like a very loose theme about 
some form of non-human life factor into just one of these shorts in some way, mm-hmm. shape, or form. Not necessarily robots. Doesn't always have to be about death. Now, some of them are super inconsequential, but let's let's uh, give this credit. I don't know where this came from or how this came to be, but visually, even though stylistically, all these shorts have a different form of animation or different approach or whatever. Yeah. It's a stunning it's collection awesome. of art. And not only... I mean, there's a lot of them that are are kind of like this type of art that we've seen before. And so noth- nothing jumped out, you know, during specific episodes. But there are certain episodes where the art style alone is worth watching all the way through, even if you hated that particular episode, which you wouldn't because there's no really bad episodes. I had one I just couldn't care less about. But I mean, for example, there's one where there's it's basically a giant chase in in what looks like sort of this oh, Tokyo that was the town. Witness. The Witness? Yeah. That one, it was kind of like just more fun to watch. Oh, I could watch. have cared less about the content, but yeah, the visual that's kind of was my amazing. Point, is it didn't, there's nothing about the content that struck me. I was like, oh my God, what's going on? I mean, it was fine, but the visuals was were gorgeous. I mean, these were it like... It was absolutely gorgeous. A lot of these, even if only for 5, 10, 15 minutes were higher quality than like the finest animation motion pictures, like it, studio releases. Yeah, it's it's skirted on like the new age tile style of animation in, in the same way that Spider-Verse did into the Spider-Verse. Very much so, yeah, good call. Um, whereas you're just like, I've never seen that before. Yeah, it was just... Or that's a new take on something that I think I've seen somewhere else. Yeah, these were just fun. Like, Yeah, um, I think it really speaks to the guy in us, the geek in us, uh-huh. right? Like... I mean, literally, it's love, death, and robots. Where so there's nudity. There's there, yeah. Blood, there's there's there, there's action. Exactly. You know what's all nice of the is, above and just gorgeous visuals to back yeah. it all up. And typically with anthologies, like it doesn't give you time to get invested in any of the characters, and it's just like so everything's inconsequential. But it worked in this case because it's just like cutting to the best part of a movie. It's like getting to that best action scene in uh, Starship Troopers or um, yeah. Uh, the movie with the blue guys, but also in a James way, James Cameron Avatar, where where there's a still a, there's still a story being told, just enough to be like, oh, this character is yeah. this, and or just th- enough for you to understand the world. I mean, there's one that I really really enjoyed, which is the um, the people on the farms. Oh, that was great. That got into that was the almost mechs. like the longest one. Yeah, yeah, that got into the mechs to fight off kind of like that horde of bug like. Yeah creatures that were and that then were only to the end cows. to you know do that big planetary zoom out to realize oh we're on a planet with rings it's like saturn or jupiter yeah. or whatever yeah it's not was even cool. earth like, oh yeah and i th- there's you know that story right there didn't have to give you any context to the greater world you learned it throughout the story and it was perfect it was and they did just so quickly enough. but effectively yeah um let's talk about some of the 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 better uh episodes well installments that we liked uh, of course, the one that they're advertising, it's like their cover art one, was the uh, the three robots and the cat. That yeah, was great. That I, was, I think that is one of my favorites. That one was fun, It was for sure. simple, and it was just written very well. Humor was great in it. Uh, and you recognize... And that's another fun thing, is too, is like listening really closely, like, oh, wait, do I recognize yeah. the voice? Oh, yeah, you The you cat's recognize... voice at the end was um, Chris Parnell from Rick and Morty and how many other things he's known for, Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. He's the dad. Mm-hmm. Um, he was great. Yep. And he also does uh, progressive insurance commercials. Good for him. I listen to a lot of radio. <laughs> I really liked the very first one. What a cool, I forget the name. The it was a name. great start to, to the season. Set an awesome tone. And and right away, you're like, Ultra oh, violent. wow, this is 
beautiful to watch. There's not much of a story here that we can get, but we know it's like monster a bit fighting of the situation, pit. which is there's a monster. Uh, yeah, that there's a monster fighting ring. Yeah, and awesome. then that there's always like this little bit of little a twist, tiny twist at the end, whether it's big or or small or subtle or. And that one was really cool. Right that at the end, awesome. you just see this little bit of a twist, and you're like, "Oh shit!" You know, that's almost like I don't know when you get them all laid out from all areas. It's like a producer's job to put the track listing together. Like, what's that first song that's not like the main hit, but that's going to pull them in and like really kind of set the tone and hook you? Yeah, I think that was one. Of, I, so there's three that stand out to me. That one. Yeah. The second episode with the comedy, the Three comedy robots. robots. And, cat. Yep. and then the one I mentioned about the farm. Yeah. Those are the ones that really stood out to me. Yes. Uh, the one I really liked too was, um, uh, it was like within the first five episodes, is it went like feudal Japan and hunting, hunting oh, the those cat, like the, the fox the cat people, yeah. women. And then it goes like totally like steampunk in London. I think it was good hunting. Good hunting. Yes. That was an awesome episode. That one actually had like a story that was like, even in 10 minutes, it pulled me in. Yeah. Uh, awesome. I mean, just, I, uh, the yeah. violence is super raw, but like not gross. The, like everything's just amped think, up, but think, like not excessive. I think raw is a good way to talk about this whole season yeah. because nothing is held back. I mean, there's a lot of nudity. There's a lot of blood. There's a lot of violence. But and it's conducive. It's not, it doesn't seem out of place. I feel like this, the reason that we keep on talking so much about this and obviously we enjoyed watching this i think it's because it was made specifically for guys like us yeah, how did this come to be even because obviously it's a collection of like you know shorts and you know different writers editors animators it's almost like someone just put out a call and said hey i want to do this cool thing send me your best stuff or something like that yeah I'm here's not, a very loose format of what we're looking for i'm not really sure how it came to be but the the um, creator is tim miller oh who we thanks, know tim. from from deadpool and he also uh, did Thor: The Dark World, which is the best one. Obviously, <laughs> no, but I mean his his big breakthrough was was Deadpool. That was where people. So you really... see the genre he kind of pulls from. I mean, obviously, if yeah. he's known for now this Thor, Deadpool. Yeah, we're starting to get the flavor for what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Awesome! I can't wait for maybe volume two sometime down the line. Oh, I I guarantee it. Almost. There was just two that I didn't like, even though I, it's not like I actively disliked them. And the thing is, they're short, so it's like, oh, you know what? If you you don't like it, send it back. No big deal. You know, you're not fully having to like sit through 90 minutes of something that's going to leave a bad taste in your mouth. The one out in space where she freezes her hand and stuff like that. I, I thought See, I like visually, I thought it was very cool. I was just like, yeah, didn't it? I, I think the reason I like that is because it didn't need anything more. Oh, okay. Very cool show. I don't like anthologies. I liked this. So I agree with you. Normally, I don't like stuff where I don't get invested into the characters. Right, because they don't allow time. Yeah, but and but this one, I think off. it works because you're not meant to. So. Yeah. Okay. Great. Well, we both liked it. Um, and go watch it if you have not. Okay, so now we just covered a whole bunch of meat and potatoes, but we do have a little bit of vegetables. Fixins. To sprinkle on. I My... my analogy is pretty shit right now but yes. here's here's what i'm getting at there's a few things that we were thinking you know if we have some time at the end which we do yeah let's just talk about some things that are on our mind let's just freestyle a little free format exercise so we are creating a new section of the podcast which we'll probably be inconsistent with probably so oh yeah called freestyle this is my freestyle this is me style i mean my style i got lyrics that, that never stop so there's one thing on my mind that I want to talk about during freestyle, and that is the Borderlands three trailers that have dropped. 
two of them. One was just the announcement trailer. One was co- so shorter, and then there's a longer one. Yeah, it was like, it was what like they call it? three or something minutes. Yeah. Where now, they showed just a little bit of potential gameplay, I guess. In the three-minute one? Yeah. Showed quite a bit. Well, it was very edited, yes. so it's really hard to tell, That's right? what I'm basing that on, yeah. Um, but it was enough to really get me excited. Okay, the, the announcement trailer, the little 40-second video, which it's just like all these like cool designs that are like in this like kind of like milk machine thing <laughs> and then it leads to the the psych what what's the guy called the, the borderlands like kind of like just oh yeah that like road guy? warrior looking like guy. the psycho yeah. or whatever I, psycho yeah yeah and then just led to an outline of his face in all like industrial weird way was that not eerily resemblant of the westworld opening scene go back and watch it. i it don't was. know I, I don't think i thought about that i did okay enough for both of us apparently um i am excited but i just like so when, 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 when? That's I know. A, as of, you know, multi-hundreds of hours of Borderlands that we both put away, I just wanted something concrete behind it, just like a little something to like anchor down onto, you know? Like, now, a, lots of, uh, like a release date? Yeah, there's lots of rumors swirling around, but... I, well... Let's I, go with this. If you I thought Google, it was... Yeah, I thought it was September 13th. Okay, well, I would like that. I, I, I remember hearing that somewhere, and sure. then I just now Googled it and found out that yes. So I don't know if that's the date, but... Um, oh, it's it was a podcast. A, I heard that on a podcast. Let's call it a working date. I heard that was, yeah, because you never know, it could get pushed back. Yeah. But I heard that on a podcast, and they were talking about how that's actually a really good date because there's really not much going on, and so oh, they yeah. can totally dominate that time period. Totally. So September 13th, which is great, because that means... We heard about it, and we get it later this year. That would be very, I think, I don't know, uh, serendipitous, which I hate saying that word. I feel weird saying that. But it, that would be almost like just a month later or a month prior, 10 years after the uh, release of the initial Borderlands. Really? It's like, wow, has it been, Borderlands has been a thing for 10 years already, and yes. So, uh, What can we deduce from this? based on what they told us and what they hinted at. Well, it doesn't seem like this is going to be some sort of like new shared world shooter, no. which they could have done, but I feel like they're going to the same style of gameplay that you and I are used to because loot and shoot, baby. I mean, yeah, it's just a loot and shooter, but it but with a lot of humor and cool characters sprinkled in. And then I I I'm just happy to know that and I Maybe this is just kind of a nerdy things to say, like a very nerdy bro thing to say. But I'm very happy that you and I will get a couch co-op game back. Yeah. Because we haven't had one for a long time. Yeah. It'd be nice to split the screen again, you know? And and that's the way you and I played the first and the second one. It is. And I feel like that's the best way to enjoy those video I'm games. I'm so good with that. It's, and so if you have somebody nowadays. that is willing to come over and play... Because like, that's the kind of game that you can play on your own. And that's what I did, did on the first one and the second one. Right. You can play on your own, but then your friend can come over and you guys can start that game, which is a, a different game that you two are playing together. And that's what I like about Borderlands. It was, it was cool that they did this all very much like uh, Domino Effect. You know, the, the, the cryptic tweet went out with a little graphic that hinted that it's going to be about Borderlands 3. And then sure enough, on that day, and then this news came out, and then the, the supplemental trailer came out. Uh, let's, let's have September get here. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm excited for that. That's going to be a huge game for us, for sure. Um, um, I'm sure I'll buy it on the first day. Cool. Yeah. Freestyle, what's on your mind, bro? Uh, I am going to Colorado to see Avengers. Not that it's only showing in Avengers. That's but weird. You could totally see it down the street here. 
Well, you could if it wasn't already freaking sold out. You, I know. you guys should have bought your tickets sooner. So yeah, my brother and I um, are both big Marvel fans, and it's been a real cool point of connection for us as an adult, as adults with you know separate lives and geographically separate. Uh, we've been really. He's a big listener of the podcast. How you doing, Shane? Uh, Hi, Shane. Hey. Um, so yeah, I just said to him, you know, I forget how exactly came up, but I'm like, let's let's watch Avengers together. I'll I'll so come were, there. Were you pl- so were you planning the trip? I mean, there's other because thi- of Avengers. Well, I mean, that's kind of? that's what the catalyst you could say, and then wow. there's supplemental stuff. You know, I can see other family and spend time with um, people that you know I am related to. I guess that's what you call family, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so I'm I'm excited for that. But he already informed me we've got two. We're gonna see it twice. Uh, mm. Opening opening night, he could only get 3D. I'm like, screw it, it's fine. And then we're gonna yeah. see it again. You might that actually be Sunday. surprised. Well, yeah, like that you might actually really like. And actually, come back and let me know if you enjoyed the 3D because I'd be really curious. I think it depends on the 3D tech. You know, not all 3D movies are gonna feel the same. You know, it depends on. But how I feel like shot. this one would be done well. If ever there was a movie that complements yeah. 3D or 3D complements, I'm pretty sure it's this. So yeah, I'm gonna see it twice, and uh, you know, I know we were just on a group text earlier today, and it's like pretty much already sold out locally. Yeah, and at least so for that here's first my week. annoyance to this whole thing. I would love to see this on that very first weekend, but without the experience we had last a, year, a it's yeah, I know seriously. Ugh. A it's pretty much sold out for the most place for the or at most places. B I will be out of town on Sunday and Monday, and then C the next following week I am busy every single day and like in the evening so i have no idea when i'm going to be able to see this movie and it's you, it's you want to know what i would do me. is pick a day where you're not that obligated at work you don't have any meetings or anything like that um and just you like, call in call in or i don't like, know if i can call in just go see like the very first show at like 11 and be like oh oh i'm better uh, now yeah <laughs> I, I pooped it all out yeah <laughs> thanks I, for giving me the time yep and, That's you know, not a bad idea. and then you just offered to show pictures as proof that works for anything <laughs> it does and i that, don't have a doctor's note but here's a picture of my toilet <laughs> yeah is this proof enough uh i'm so excited it's it's got to be awesome it's going to be great and it's a uh, it's looming in what just like a couple weeks yeah. and then this sunday is game of thrones so excited for that uh we that was one of the very first episodes we did almost three years ago now i remember we actually uploaded a picture to our twitter at random fandom wbb we went and got food right before we watched the premiere of season six together. And here we are three years later about to watch the final season. It's just like, where does time go? I'm going to mi- miss that show when it's gone. Oh, I thought you were going to say this pr- Sunday. I'm like, no, you're not. No, I, I'm just saying when Game of Thrones is gone, I'm totally going to be just, I, there's just going to be this hole in it, me because knowing that it's never going to come back unless there are like there's these sp- we talk of spinoffs yeah, and stuff like that, but it's not going to be the same yeah. it, it'd be like i don't know for harry potter nerds what crimes of grindon johnny deppwald or whatever is <laughs> the fantastic beast series it's like yeah it's of that but it's not the same it's not the same yeah. and nothing will be and nothing should be the compliment to a good show okay uh yeah. i'm really not sure how I feel about this new Far Cry game. It's already old news by now, but uh, a couple recordings ago, maybe our last one, we were talking about, hey, wh- here's what we're playing. We had mutually gone in together on Metro Exodus and uh-huh. Far Cry New Dawn, which at the time were new releases. I've since completed Metro. You're now playing it, vice versa. Uh, for yep, fa- I completed uh, Far Cry New Dawn. New Dawn. What are you thinking of it? I like it. It's just it's not feels, bad, it's right? D- it's it's just... DLC, bro. That's it, all it is. 
It it is, but it it is. You have to admit, it's more than a normal DLC. Yeah, I'm it just is, saying it, it is a much longer story than you'd ever get in a DLC. Yes, and the whole world, though it's sort of the it's same, it doesn't feel like the same. I mean, it is shrunk down, but the world that you're in, there's sort of this familiarity. You're like, oh, I kind of remember that from playing the game before, but now it's different. It looks different. It's spray painted. There's <laughs> there's like, shit all over it. It's broken down. Yeah. Um, it, it basically is like Far Cry post-apocalyptic, and that's yeah, fine. Basically, I, I I do like going through the story and finding oh this person's still alive or what happened to this person or little Easter eggs like uh, I already saw a thumbnail online of like there's like a gravesite for Boomer or something like that. Oh, I yeah. didn't know that. Oh. Uh, he did not survive the nukes, unfortunately. No, poor doggy. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 a nice like link. You know, it's not a full title, but it's saying hey we ha- still had more to do with five in the wake of how it ended kind of well, yeah so i, and I, I like think it for forty dollars like if it was it's a already 60- twenty dollars now sure <laughs> but but that's if, to be if it was a sixty dollar game we'd all be pretty irritated but the fact that it's a forty dollar game is the company acknowledging hey we know this isn't the full thing so if you wanted a little bit more but different here you go and i think it totally delivered on that yeah and so Equally, but on the opposite end, what are your thoughts on Metro Exodus? I like it, but I'm seeming to like it a lot less than I like the other Metro games. And I'm not sure exactly what it is about this. I think with the other Metro games, they're a lot more linear. This one is the first one to kind of bring you into some open world areas. It literally opens up, yes. And that almost bugs me because then it's, it's like you're... You got to get from point A to point B, but then there's just a lot of this annoyance in the way. And I feel like the game has not improved on any of the mechanics, such as the gunplay or the fighting, like the movement. I feel like it's all last gen tech. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I don't know, like I don't necessarily enjoy getting in a firefight with people. Yeah. I, I can't. It's always hard for me to see where where people are where shooting it's at me from. from. Yeah. The monsters move too fast, and the aiming is just kind of awkward and shit <laughs> in this. And I've also had a number of bugs. And I don't know if you have had that, but I have had no. my game crash on me. Um, I do have an old Xbox, and I don't know. if Yeah, that you're has like to on do the very it. first Xbox One. But uh, maybe it does. Who knows? Hard to say. Yeah, and I feel like there's something about the story that's really not gripping me. I like where the story's going. I think it has a cool twist to it. But I tend to just when a, whenever a, like a, a cinematic is playing, I tend to just get up and do something else. <laughs> so I don't know. Stick in there. It, uh, I thought is it, it pay I, off? I feel uh, what you're saying, and I do believe it pays off. Um, I'm liking it the more I play it. Let's put it that way. Yeah. But it's, it, it's it ambitious. took me a while it's very to ambitious. get into it. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's a slow start, much like the uh, prior two titles were. So it, it's worth it by the end, yeah, um, okay. I do believe. And, jeez, uh, you know, uh, we talk about what we're playing. Think about all the games that are currently out that we haven't played or won't end up playing, like Division <laughs> 2 or never got a hold of Anthem. I heard, even though it's not my game anymore, Devil May Cry 5, I heard it's like... I heard it's really good. Yeah. I, I thought about buying it. Well, and, and um, Sekiro... Yes, of course. Like so, so, my thing about Sekiro is, I'm just afraid to spend sixty dollars on a game that is so hard that I just don't like playing it. Were you basically frustration quit, not rage quit, but just like 
Yeah, and it, it dis- we don't want to get discouraged. Maybe this is the same reason I don't like horror movies, right? I'm like, I don't like feeling anxious. I don't like feeling pissed off at a game, and so, so I you just need to tell some jokes every once in a while. Yeah, I need I need Sekiro to is that I don't know if that's the name of the guy. <laughs> I'm just gonna pretend it is. I need that main character to throw a joke in there once in a while, and then allow me to just get an easy win on a bad evil boss. Yes, if and it's then anything I'll be like happy. the the Souls game, um, which yeah. from what I hear it is. People go back and forth on whether or not it's easier or harder. But yeah. either way, if it's in the same vein, I'm going to have a hard time with it. Yeah, I feel it. But it just looks It looks cool. amazing, though, which is bugging me. I almost like want you to like just test it for me. I might. Um, see, that's the thing. So I might. I would like to maybe rent it. Yeah. But then if I rent it and then I like it, then I'm spending like $70. Then you've already put game. a down payment on it and then <laughs> exactly. you have to rebuy it with the down. Yeah, I know. That's such a stupid thing and gamefly is kind of a thing of the past though gamefly used to be great but when you're waiting two weeks to get your game it it's not worth it you're right uh games did you see i think just as of today or yesterday uh whether it was a tweet or whatever post online uh ea uh released the title of this new star wars game uh star wars jedi fallen order yeah they released it a while ago yeah oh well there's some <laughs> other news that came out recently as it pertains to the game but uh, more is expected to come out, as you could imagine, May 4th. I'm hopeful. Oh, good. Here's what I think. Because, you know, now Disney is everything, Marvel and Star yeah. Wars, two huge franchises, obviously. Um, I think that by the time May 4th rolls around, the Endgame will have done the bulk end of its business, even though it will still have, you know, sustaining returns. I think after Endgame comes on May 4th, that's when we get Episode Nine trailer. Like, even if it's a tease. So that seems like it's far enough out to start building anticipation in advance of December 20th, I believe. That I read. would make sense. Yeah. yeah. And Star Wars Celebration Day. And I told you this, but listeners, I'm happy to share this with you. Uh, I've been working on a tattoo, again, a tattoo done since November, and it's wrapping up in my very last date. And it's a partially Star Wars inspired tattoo. Um, I don't know why I just broke my shoulder because that's where the Death Star is up here. Um, actually, finishes up on May 4th. I just kind of like, oh. I feel so geeky fun about that. When that was an accident, right? That, that was just that was totally just by, by coincidence. Yeah, yeah that, just that because I only cool. have Saturdays available that. and this year it happens to be on a Saturday. And my tattoo artist is a huge Star Wars fan. I mean, he wears a shirt when he tattoos me, says this force is strong with my family. So I'm just like, this is pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah, he's a really good guy too. So we're about an hour in. We should start wrapping this up. Should we? And we have to wrap it up the same way we do every episode. We don't have episode. to. We get to. We get to. Yes is um, with our Shadow of the Synopsis and our awesome quote in Geek History. First of which is the Shadow of the Synopsis. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read Brandon the synopsis of a story. Yep. And it could be anything, a movie, a TV show, a video game, a comic book. Just make it a good one. Um, if, it's bad, if it's a good thing, I'm more likely to get it. Okay. Yeah, don't, don't give so, me no shit. So here's this, this, is one, this one's short, okay? Sorry, I'm sure that my was... my Lamaze breathing. Yeah, but you breathed into the mic. I bet that's really... It probably peaked. We can edit that out. So this is going to be a shorter synopsis than most. A needle-pulling thread? But you might be able to get it. Okay. This story takes place in an alternative history, 1950s, in which an alien civilization known as the Chimera have invaded and conquered Earth. The Chimera have been expanding their armies by capturing humans and transforming them into monster-like super-soldiers to fight for them. The protagonist, which changes throughout the story, always follows one of the remaining human 
armed forces soldiers as they fight against the Chimera invasion. I totally know this, and I can't produce it. I remember always thinking the Chimera sounded like Camaro. And I thought that'd be cool. If only there was like a brand of like aliens that could turn into Camaros. Yeah, that's, those are Transformers. <laughs> is it Transformers? <laughs> uh, shit, I know this. Okay, well, what do you think it is? What medium? Ah, uh, your mom? <laughs> <laughs> My mom's not very medium. <laughs> no, she's not. <laughs> uh, this is a, uh, it's a movie or a TV show. I I got right. it. I, I, I you got, don't got it. I got to do the honorable thing, especially in constraints of time, and give up. Even though as soon as you say I'm going to be like, I knew that. So, you said it was a movie or TV show. You're wrong. It's a video game. That's It's a TV show that you play through a controller. Oh, okay. This is Resistance. Fuck, I knew that. Remember the old PlayStation yes, yes, games? Yes, yes, yep. yep. And then it spawned some like shitty sequel that no one cared about. Yeah, they were all kind of shitty. Yeah, but this was a that was a cool game. The first didn't one they make was that pretty like, good, um, but the next ones didn't really improve on it much. Didn't they make that compatible with the gun when the PS3... No, that was um, Shadow zone or something like that <laughs> i don't know some gimmick thing yeah resistance wasn't bad it was uh correct me if i'm wrong wasn't this ps exclusive yep yeah it was and i never even had a ps3 well well failed and as we're about to get out of here here's an awesome quote in geek history that maybe is not so awesome but because it's not awesome it kind of is awesome judge for yourselves good news bad news you know i like my dessert first Back check the rail line like you asked. Found a couple of spots where they unloaded the cars. One set of tracks headed west until it hit the main highway and disappeared. But another set of tracks headed east. 107-inch wheelbase, eight and a half-inch track. A GT40 that was missing from the manifest. Followed the trail a couple of miles. Pretty easy in this scrub. Can't move without leaving sign. Give me the damn veggies. That was from one of the fast movies. Probably, let's just say fast five or six. <laughs> So I think Fast he 56. jumped in at like four or five or six. Uh, yeah. Or seven. Yeah. And so he's all, ultimately a badass, but he's aware of the fact that it's a PG-13 movie. <laughs> so it's like Steven Seagal meets like but, yeah, PBS but kids. Purposely so. Yeah. Like where they write him dialogue that is so damn cheesy. So instead of saying, hey, I got good news, bad news, he has to say, or yeah. I want the good news or bad news. He has to say, I want my dessert first. You know me. I like my dessert first. Yeah. And then give me the damn veggies. So, um. Well, hopefully this has been more dessert than veggies of a recording, would I you say? So. I think yeah. so. Hey, we're on Twitter. Great. Yeah. Are you? Yeah. Uh, at Read random, our incremental thoughts. At random fandom WBB. And then you can also shoot us an email at randomfandomcast at gmail.com. It lets us know you're out there. It lets us know that you're listening. And of course, if you take time to write us, we will respond to you. Thank you for listening to this episode and all our previous episodes. We have so much coming up. Thank you for being a fan of our fandom. And stay geeky.